It is taking a while. <laughs> good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hi, my name is Vivian Aqua, and this is a special edition of Go to Tribe, where together with Mary Jim Roy, we are talking about topics that are part of the Go to Tribe anthem. And I am a DEI coach, consultant, certified DEI coaching consultant, and I support companies with their DEI initiatives through every stage of the DEI continuum model. And Mary Jane. Hey, thank you. And good good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are uh, <laughs> when you're listening to this. Uh, I'm Mary Jane Roy. My company is Creating Ways. And uh, Vivian and I have been working together since I think the end of 2017, we figured out, Vivian. Is it that long? Uh, is it that long? Yeah, <laughs> it feels sure like it's that it's long, me. yeah. <laughs> And uh, we, uh, both of us have as one of the core values, I think, or the core qualities that we focus on is thriving in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do this through uh, workshops, trainings, presentations on topics such as stress hardiness, resilience, uh, emotional agility. Um, but also, yeah, I've, I've just really gotten attached to the DEI sector. Um, through a lot of the work that I've done. And uh, so I'm really happy to have these conversations with Vivian. And what we decided as a topic for today is on ageism and intergenerational workplaces. Mm -hmm. Because as many of you know, uh, we now have four to five generations that are working together. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is really, uh, uh, the, the advantages of this are well-known, well-documented, well-researched. But again, the personalities get involved. We're human after all. And You can say uh, ego. You can say <laughs> other things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think let's, let's first, you know, to, to just set the stage. Um, mm -hmm. um, ageism is typically often thought about uh, bias towards older people, but yeah. it's also biased towards the younger generations. Yeah. And this is something that I really want to highlight in our conversation today, Vivian, um, mm -hmm. as well. And next to that, the other the other area that we can dive into, um, and it was an interesting article that I found on H HBR, um, mm -hmm. and that is the fact that women face ageism at every stage yeah. in their career. Yeah. So, um, and I think one of the, the other aspects about ageism is that it's something that no matter our race, our creed, our ethnicity, whatever, it's, it is something that we all are, have or are going to face. Mm -hmm. um, we, are, we are all aging. This is the yeah. one common denominator, if we're lucky, let's put it that way. We're, we're all aging and um, yeah, and, I, and so, I do believe that in every age phase or stage we have something valuable to offer right so I, I'm, I'm also absolutely. acknowledging Valentina I was saying hi to you as well so hi oh, Valentina. Valentina hello hello thank you for joining and thank you for saying oh, hi you. back as well and also what I would encourage for those who are watching live ask your questions or share your comments, right? Yeah, please. You never know when I will highlight you and we will include you in this conversation because it's not 
only we don't want it to be only us talking we can talk and we can talk for hours but we also want to include you in this conversation as well because ageism touches all different ages as well just like yeah. mary jane shared as well so yeah. yeah um going back because you mentioned that there are five generations or four generations talk uh, working at the moment right now um, is there something that you would like to share about the different generations or do you want me to share about the different generation? Where do you want to go with this? Well, you uh, share, but if you've got a thought. I, I, I do have a scheme. So where, where <laughs> I do have a little scheme. Take, so okay, you, you do you do your thing and I'll add in where I can. All right. Okay. okay. When it comes to the different generation and I have to, I have to peek when it comes to the different generation, you have the silent generation where 1925 and 1945, right? Then you have the baby boomers who are born between 1946 and 1964. Then you have generation X who are born 1965 and 1980. I am generation, I'm on the verge of generation X and millennial. Then you have Generation I millennials born in 1981, 1996. And then you have Generation Z who are born between 1997 and 2012, where mm -hmm. I don't know what Orlando will be, then Generation A, because he's from Alpha, Alpha, I think. I think it's Generation Alpha. Alpha okay. is the, that's is why he's behaving up. like an alpha child, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> so you have okay. all these different generations and there are so many presumptions about the different generation, right? So I will I will speak on behalf of the younger generation. So the uh, generation X, generation I, a little bit about Z that, and what a lot of people are thinking when these generations are coming into the workplace that they don't know that much, right? They don't have that much knowledge and they need to look up to their older peers where in the past it may be the case, but nowadays definitely with the internet, Google and so many other things that where they can learn from, right? They come with so much knowledge, so much um, pizzazz that even I am sometimes jaw dropped into, okay, what are you doing and how old are you? And it's, it's beyond me what they are doing yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is again, these general assumptions and I'm going to come yeah. back to what's become a bit of a pet peeve for me. And, uh, and, and, and that is that, especially with the media, mm -hmm. you see these dramatic headlines about yeah. millennials are this and Gen Z's yeah. are this. And yeah. what I would really love to see happen is that we drop all of these generational labels yeah and we speak about younger and older i think yeah. that makes sense mm -hmm. but the more that we label something i think the more stronger the tendency is to be biased prejudiced against that it's it's amplifying it right group. It's, it does. it's making it bigger and it's yeah. all about these these thoughts where some and even you it's not only the media but even when you are talking to a colleague or or somebody else outside when you're talking oh these young people oh they are so they are so entitled they come with so many demands and 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 so much more whereas older people are also come with demands but we don't talk about that you know in that way so 
what are you doing and how can we prevent those labels from happening? Because when somebody <clears throat> is certain about what they want, that's a person who is confident. That's something that, you know, if it's within the scope that they are doing sales or they are doing uh, customer service, you want, you know, you want those skills also to portray in the work that they do. So try to think about what value are they adding instead of looking exactly. at the annoyance. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Individually. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't represent my whole generation. <laughs> and and I don't either. I mean, yeah. all you have to do is to look at the, the nearly 70 year olds and there's mm -hmm. a whole scope of how yeah. we act, how we yeah. are, how we live, yeah. what our goals are, yeah. you know, and and yeah, this painting everybody in, you know, and 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 as I said, I think the media is really, really uh, at fault here, mm -hmm. um, you know, showing, uh, you know, older people as being, uh, um, what's a feeble, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, just all of this generalizations that we yep. put onto. And so it's really older, slower, I presume. And even Orlando's grandparents who are touching almost 80, his, his grandfather is 80 and grandmother mm -hmm. is 76 but when you look at them you don't see that from the outside and also they are super active where you don't see it you would say that maybe they are in their 60s somewhere in the middle so eight is just a number right look it at, is just look at the number. individual look at the person and see what capacity they can do so that they can become of value within your organization, right? I've been working for Mary Jane for, uh, yeah, as you said, like since 20, 2017. And from the moment, I, with us, it went very natural where you explained like, okay, I'm not savvy in these things, but that's where I pick up, right? We had a conversation. Mm -hmm. We didn't even really had a conversation. It went totally natural, but imagine when you are transparent about, okay, this is what I can do and this is what you can do. Let's see where we can meet each other in the middle so that we can create that magic, right? Exactly. That's, that's exactly. a valuable thing that you can learn from the both of us as well. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and I think too, uh, if there's any anyone here that working in organizations, in HR, learning and development, yeah. um, you know, looking at what the individual needs are and yeah. not at the age factor, yeah. um, and I think I, I do think, and, and I'm not well adversed, uh, well well versed, I should say, in mm -hmm. in the government legislation here in the Netherlands where we are. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's probably got to be, there needs to be some changes in in policies as well yeah. Um, yeah. that make it easier for organizations to keep and or hire people that are older. Um, they are putting some things in place where um, I would say it would be positive discrimination, but the, uh, the, yeah, to keep it to put it simple, there are some subsidies that companies can get to retain their older generation or to hire the older generation, right? Because now a lot of people are, there there is a a, a a pike or a peak into the workforce that is getting older and older and how can mm -hmm. you help them 
how can you help them become more sustainable? And that's also something that I believe that the government is doing a, a positive thing. But then again, I also want to highlight that the government is also forgetting the other generations because it's about all of us being mm -hmm. employee sustainable, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, I, I think um, that being said, mm -hmm. Vivian, the, the employment hiring practices mm -hmm. yeah. uh, from a recruiter standpoint, yeah. that old, yeah. the older generation is really yeah. at a disadvantage. And yeah. uh, somebody that we both know, and I'm not going to talk names here, mm -hmm. but she, she's 60, just turned 60, and yeah. she's been trying to get back into the workforce. I mean, she's got such tremendous experience behind her uh, and she wants to get in to be you know with an agile leading agile team uh, coaching agile teams and she's been uh, for a year uh, rejection after rejection after rejection and, yeah. and sometimes being ghosted you know uh, yeah. and that's just one there's so many people yeah. around me that I'm hearing this kind of thing uh, it's it's really discouraging and there's even research that's been done in it in the UK, um, mm -hmm. where if, if you are uh, above, I think, 60 or 64 and trying to apply for a job, you only 18% of recruiters would even consider looking at your CV. Yeah. And that's why I believe in um, companies such as Equalture or companies as Texio. I'm not affiliated with them. I'm just mentioning because mm -hmm. they are offering tools for recruiters or for companies who have vacancies that they hire in an unbiased way right because if you yeah, remove yeah. the age if you remove the name but just keep the things that are needed for skills you wouldn't know that this person will be that old right and also keep the history maybe at at five years because the longer the history is the 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 easier for the other person to recognize, oh, this person is this, you know, they have a work experience of 20 years and you can guess the age, right? So um, there are so many companies out there that are helping with um, uh, mitigating unconscious bias during recruiting. But I, I do agree that, you know, the majority of the recruiters do need to do better and think about maybe this generation or maybe there are some people from different generation that are working better part-time right do mm -hmm. you need them full-time at least i from from my perspective i never liked the idea of full-time working five days and only have two days to rest and recover so i've been the majority of my time i've always been working uh, part-time when I was an employee. Now that I am an uh, entrepreneur or uh, having my own business, it's a different situation where I'm able to mm -hmm. schedule my time differently. But still, do we need to penalize people who are working part-time and need that rest and recover? So if the older generation is not able to work full-time, how can you facilitate them? How can you provide equity so that they can still be working? And on the other hand, there are a lot of youngsters who believe in, I work to live, not live to work. That has always been my mantra forever and ever. I work to live, to make my life choices mm -hmm. or make the 
things that I love in life, make them, you know, make that make work supports me in that. And how can you provide that flexibility? Maybe by giving them opportunities to work remotely, right? So that they don't have to lose time and energy from going, you know, taking public transport or, or driving. Um, how can we do better in this case? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, um, I also, I, I want to highlight something here, and it's coming in at a different angle Vivian, mm -hmm. from what you were just sharing. Mm -hmm. it, <clears throat> I, I spoke yesterday with two young women, mm -hmm. and, and one is just turned 45 and the other is 22. Yeah. And uh, not in preparation for this, but in, in the course of the conversations that I had with these two younger women, uh, both it, the one who's 45 looks much younger. Mm -hmm. And this has been a, a curse for her, mm -hmm. her whole oh, career. Yeah. She's been yeah. working 25, yeah. 25 years. Yeah. And uh, she never felt that she's been taken seriously. Um, she expressed what happened. She said, you know, you, you feel you're not being taken seriously. And, mm -hmm. and that's through actions and deeds of the older people that are around you. Mm -hmm. uh, she said, you try harder. And in trying harder, it appears that you don't have the confidence. And then mm -hmm. that exacerbates the problem yeah. and she said it's like a self-perpetuating vicious circle yeah. that is so difficult to, to come to come out of and mm -hmm. uh, so I, uh, I had mentioned this in the conversation I had with the, the, the woman who's 22 and she said I have I, I, I don't like to mention my age in the workplace mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I'm I feel it does something it does something to your credibility right the moment that especially for women, when they disclose their age, I mean, I look, you know, younger than I am. I'm the, I, I'm just disclosing. I'm turning 43 upcoming uh, Tuesday, but many people guess my age, like 30, 35 vision. I'm just like, okay, but you don't, you don't see my gray hair. That's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but still, still, we need to look upon, we need to look towards people what do they have to bring instead of you know getting blindsided only by the age age is nothing just it's just a number it is just a number i think i mean i loved it when we were talking about what title you know to, yeah. to put this conversation <laughs> and i said keep yeah. it simple you know age is just a number and yeah. uh i mean i you know there's there's so much going on right now i mean again in the us with yeah. with the the presidential elections coming up next year yeah. and who's the two well that's coming. an interesting that's an interesting thing that you're bringing up right because people when people look at biden to what age are you okay and to what age are you not okay but then then there is also something else interesting happening which is indirectly related to age right um i think last the last few posts i shared something about Simone Biles, who is an amazing athlete, by the way, where when women go through different phases, the moment that she got married, everybody looked upon her like, okay, but what, what are you going to do now? Kids are coming, right? The moment that I moved mm -hmm. in here in 
to my new house, that's the moment that I received also questions like, okay, well, when are the kids going to happen? And I'm just like, okay, but are men being asked these stupid questions? And every different age phase is different for every person. So yeah. why are we penalizing women when they are entering a new phase by asking questions that I don't believe are relevant in the work that she, that she does, right? They, we have they, seen time to time. Yeah. They're nobody's business, but the woman herself I and mean, yeah. yeah. that that's that's where it should start and should end and yeah. uh, so yeah uh, and and again if we do if we bring in the aspect of intersectionality here mm -hmm. uh, yeah. if, you know if you are a colored woman yeah. aging yeah. this just exacerbates if you are disabled yeah. colored woman I mean, bring in the more the hurdles aspects. you are dealing with. Oh, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and 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 again, you know, even even just um, yeah, this is I'm going off on a little bit tangent here, but mm -hmm. I remember that when my mom who had had a stroke at 90, uh, when she would be in the wheelchair, um, people would talk to my sister who was pushing the wheelchair. Yeah. And mom was perfectly, she was so lucid and so yeah. competent in her head. Yeah. Her yeah. body didn't work the way it should anymore, but her head was still, uh, her mind was brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, well, how's your mom doing? <laughs> you know, and mom How are we dismissing people right ahead, <laughs> right while they are there, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and yeah. and, and I, I mentioned this to um, a, a, somebody who lives here in the village she had mm -hmm. surgery on her hip and she was mm -hmm. in a wheelchair yeah. and i said have you experienced she said yes they've talked over me to the person yeah. who's pushing my wheelchair she yeah. said it's like it's like you don't exist anymore yeah. you know and yeah. so again these are all just little things to be aware of the little bit the big they're huge yeah. for the person in that wheelchair yeah. um for example yeah i don't know yeah. why it just popped into my head and I no to, please do please do and yeah. i and I see also a comment from David. Let me. See. Oh, it's okay. Oh. David is sharing. Hi there. I get same situation as a man at work. Many think that I'm quite younger than my age, even having a lot of gray hair on my beard mm -hmm. as well. They don't look to your beards, right? But they still think that I'm in my 20s. So I just laugh when we eventually get into the conversation about age and our surprise. Yes. As long as yeah. it's a good surprise, though, because age is indeed a number, right? And what is the value <laughs> that somebody is going to bring to the table? But also to yeah. realize that does it matter when we are having a conversation, especially when uh, in leadership positions, right? When you're looking around the room and you notice that there is a, um, uh, a disbalance when it comes to the age, right? There are a lot of people, more people of the older generation, where sometimes people who are younger, they feel like they are being excluded or they feel like exactly. they are not being taken seriously. Just because they are young, they have a lot to offer and to bring to the table as well. Think think this is what I was saying to to both of the women I spoke to yesterday mm -hmm. yeah. um, that that it, when you don't feel that what you have to offer is being valued yeah. then you you become silent and yeah. in that silence uh, the team the organization and the people you're working with they are yeah. losing yeah. 
valuable input that would make a difference and can make a difference in terms of the the um, the end result. You know, it, so it, it just none of this makes sense. It and doesn't yet, make our sense. Our brain is constantly fooling yeah. us, and and you know, I, I, um, I, I, the, the more I learn about how our brain works, the the more I realize that we were we're constantly being made fools. We make fools of ourselves in mm. um, with the way the brain fools us into into how we think and how we make comparisons and yeah. how somebody has to look like us and then we can trust what they're saying. Yeah. And yeah. someone who doesn't look like us, uh, um, you you're on you know on guard. I just heard yesterday as well. Yesterday was a good learning day. Um, but Catherine Phillips, and she passed away uh, three years ago. She was a Columbia University researcher and somebody to look into, Vivian, for sure, and the yeah. work that she did in diversity and inclusion. <clears throat> but how our brain it becomes alert when there are different, uh, um, um, when there's diversity at the table, yeah. how our brains become more alert, more creative, um, but also more defensive. Yeah, because we yeah. feel threatened, and yeah. we have to prove ourselves. And there's no more. need so, to feel threatened because no, with it's just the a sessions that we have done in the past with virtual reality, we have done them over and over again. And each time, I'm learning more about humanity. I'm learning so much more about people that, in the end, we have much more in common mm -hmm. than the differences. But we yes. don't pause and think about what it is or how it looks like to walk a mile in my shoes right or we we think about the meritocracy where where everybody's wearing the same coat but you don't know how heavy my coat is and i don't mm -hmm. know how heavy mary jane's coat if we assume that everybody is wearing the same coat and the weight is the same but you don't know the barriers so no. indeed david david has shared something that totally fits with this yes. census and that is time to change the narrative and the mindset Absolutely. because what is happening to you and how you have grown up to perceive things we have to unlearn you know certain things and retrain ourselves into becoming more and more inclusive does it mean that i'm perfect no i'm human and i make my mistakes mm -hmm. right um, for the people that don't know and i'm, I'm shifting uh, uh, I'm, I'm shifting a little bit from the course but I broke my ankle um, uh, in May, mid of May. And ever since I've been on an empathy journey where I've gotten to understand more about the challenges that people face when they are dealing with a temporary or permanently immobility, right? And the things that I've noticed, the things that I've seen, it has blown my mind. I thought that I was. Um, I was doing, you know, a lot, which I am, but I was also thinking about taking things for granted because I'm able-bodied, right? Mm. Not considering, you know, the lower stoop that it's very important to have a lowering stoop because otherwise I'm not able to roll my wheelchair or not able to roll with my, my, my stroller, which I have at the moment. I'm walking, I'm starting to learn how to walk, but there's so much more that... We don't know what we don't know. And the more that we learn more about ourselves, about the blockages that we have, the unconscious mm -hmm. biases that we have, 
then the other step is to mitigate them as soon as possible because that in itself, yes, the brain in a way is protecting us, but it's also hurting us from working with the different generations as well. Yeah. And, you know, it, I was just thinking if we, if we think about the different generations in the workforce, yeah. it mm -hmm. comes down to having conversations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it comes down to, to um, sitting at the same table and talking about what our beliefs are uh, about the others, the yeah. other generations, understanding what their beliefs are about other generations and about themselves. And yeah. I think that's one thing that I have to say. Um, and and I, I, I've really started to, in the last year or two, to, to become so much more aware of mm -hmm. the self-talk that we do yeah. about getting older. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, everybody forgets things at some point. You know, they yeah. forget a name or they forget to do something. Or they forget a book at home that they're supposed to bring yeah. with them. Everyone does this. It doesn't matter what age you are, 10 yeah, or I do. As well. <laughs> okay. yes. um, But as we get older, we, yeah. we, you know, we affirm that this is happening because of our age by yeah. saying things like, oh, I had a senior moment, you know? Mm, um, yeah, that's and, not helpful. No. And, as I, I, and I love the work that she's done on this, Ashton Applewhite. Um, mm -hmm. She's got a great TED talk out there. Mm. And, she said you know she uses this as an example and she said you know when i was 20 and i and i left a university book at home um that i needed to bring for class that day i didn't say to myself i'm having a junior moment you know <laughs> <laughs> we we really are self-talk and and i yeah. i see it in my family i mean all yeah. of us are the youngest and i'm 69 in november i'm mm -hmm. the youngest it's my oldest sister is 76 and we're in all in between and uh yeah we have we all are using this and talking ourselves into believing that yeah. age has something to do with so much of what we're experiencing and yes it will have something to do with it but it's not it's not signed and sealed mm -hmm. <laughs> you know we don't have it's it, it we, we set lim limits on ourselves yeah. we really do we, yeah. we are prejudiced against ourselves actually in and because it's so, I, it's so deeply embedded vivian in in society yeah. in in our in our um in the way we think and the way we behave we behave yeah. it, i think ageism is it, because it's so subtle mm -hmm. it, it, it's it's not about to... its peripheral. It's there's a lot happening, you know, under yeah. the, the iceberg level where so much is not seen or felt, and it's 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 impacting people their confidence. It is yeah. amplifying uh, imposter syndrome. And the other thing that I would like to bring as a solution is uh, mentoring. Right? You know that yes. I I love the word yes. mentoring and mentorship where the different ages can can mentor each other right there is deloitte that is doing reverse mentoring but there are also a lot of people out there that are in the workplace and that don't have a mentor so for those of you who want to learn more about mentorship uh, on my uh, YouTube page when you google uh, let's humanize the workplace or you google me I have more 
more of these conversations, uh, let's humanize the workplace where one, I think I, I, I share two topics about mentorship. I love it. I believe in it. And I came to find out more about mentorship at a very late age, right? That's mm -hmm. also the moment that I, I met Mary Jane. And I noticed that the value in having a mentor or becoming a mentor, it it's it it does something to your personal development, but it also does something to your professional development. And also having a mentor, it's just like looking in the mirror and asking yourself, okay, is this really true? Or having somebody that you can you can fall back on, or having an ambassador that supports your career growth, but also a person that can accelerate your career path. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if they become, a, a, as we know them in, in the corporate world, calling mm -hmm. sponsors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And this, and this, and this mentoring um, between generations yeah. would be, mm -hmm. uh, because it can, it is about having conversations. Yeah. True. And I true. read, you know, Robert Baker, who, who posts a lot on LinkedIn and is doing a lot of work, uh, in in um, the men as allies in that area yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has a couple of younger mentors who mm -hmm. are mentoring him and uh, and actually i guess it is a reverse mentoring if you can't yeah. help but get into that into into uh i think that kind of situation mm -hmm. if you if you are open for it and mm -hmm. uh, so they mentor him and he mentors them but yeah. he's it's the most valuable relationships uh, yeah. Yeah. He's learned so much, he says, you know, from, from and it's also uh, about, opening up to this. Yeah, it's also about bringing yourself up to speed to what's happening now, especially when I look back the last 15 years, a lot has happened, right? I grew up in a time where when you were doing research, you had to go to the library or you had your own um, encyclopedia and that was the information that you had or you looked upon the news and nowadays information is accessible everywhere right yeah. you have chat gpt where um, you know i can say a lot more about that but that was a different conversation that i had a few weeks ago you have the library but you have so many resources mary jane mentioned hbr which that's also a platform that i really love you have forbes you have so many other platforms that are sharing resources where we can learn more from each other mm -hmm. right so think about i want to promote yeah. this one too the greater good mm -hmm. science uh, center uh, university of berkeley, mm -hmm. uh, berkeley Definitely. Yeah. Uh, in california they, yeah they yeah. They have a, a newsletter, it comes daily. Mm -hmm. I don't mind it because I yeah. can scan quickly the, the titles yeah. of the article. Well-researched, uh, yeah. wonderful, wonderful yeah. resource. So I recommend yeah. it to, to anyone that's listening. And uh, yes. But yeah, you're right, HBR, McKinsey, Forbes, these are all great ways that we can- And also our conversations, right, are also a great yeah, way. <laughs> <laughs> and so on coming that almost, uh, <laughs> yes let's 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 uh coming almost to the end what is it that you want people to walk away with mary jane mm. from this conversation yeah that's a good one Mm -hmm. um, I hadn't thought of that, Vivian. I hadn't thought mm -hmm. of that. Put it in as a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, again, 
I'm going to go back to where our conversation, I think, started, and that is stop labeling mm. and start conversing, start listening yeah. um, to what the other's needs are and what they can bring to the table. Yeah. Bef uh, stop judging yeah. based on a number. I would say I would say that do your own homework, right? What what biases do you have when it comes to age? There is a self-test that you can take from the EIT test that you can take where you can find out, okay, what biases do I have when it comes to ageism? Um, and do do the assignment, do your homework, right? The moment that you know your unconscious biases. What are the things that you're doing, taking action to mitigate those biases, right? And have conversations about them. I have also the Amplified EI coaching cards where you can bring certain topics to the table to have a conversation about that. Because the more we talk about mm -hmm. these topics in the workplace, the more we raise awareness about it, the more people have more an understanding of where the other person is coming from. And with the collaboration that I have with Mary Jane, I've never let that hinder me. I know my expertise and my specialism, and I know Mary Jane's specialism as well, where in the beginning, she started out and say, but I don't know anything about podcasting. Uh, why don't we do it together, right? That's how the journey started, where we started a podcast, and now I've seen her become, you know, a guru, where she is even surprising me with the way she's using her tech tools right now. So we have to also give others grace and give them space, allow them to grow. And that goes to all the different generations as well. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and you just, you led me to this thought. Yeah. And that yeah. is that due to the grace of our brains, I was yeah. saying they do make fools of us, but because of the fact that we can learn to the day yeah. we die, develop yeah. new neural pathways, yeah. new neural connections. Yeah. That, and I know it's a, an overused cliche, but yeah. in this case, you can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> so don't discount because of age. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We, are, uh, we might learn differently as we get older, and apparently yeah. we do, yeah. but we can learn. And Vivian has been a great teacher for me. So for me, uh, yeah. you have been a great teacher for me as well, right? We we use mentoring, case of reverse mentoring, mentoring in, in any case as well. So yeah. thank you. And thank you for this conversation. I missed us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all next month. <laughs> bye. bye okay, bye. Thanks, Vivian.